1: Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three, goddamn army, MASH Minute.
0: Welcome back to another episode of MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film, one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman.
1: I'm Tierney Steele, and we have a guest today. Woohoo! Oh boy, do we have a guest today. <laughs> oh no. No, I'm just
2: kidding.
1: <laughs> We are joined by the Angerman!
2: Hello, Megan. Hello, Willa Tierney. Hello. Thank you for having me. Very excited to talk about this movie.
1: going I say, we should probably have you tell people who you actually are.
2: <laughs> I am uh, Sean German, also known as the Angerman. Yeah, SC <laughs> Angerman.
1: Look, you squish the names together. That's what it looks like. That's what happens. Sean is another person who's all over the Movies by Minutes community. That sounds like a bad. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> We're everywhere. There's no escaping us. And today he's going to join us to talk about Minute 84 of M.A.S.H. Woohoo! Woo. Minute 84 starts with the uh, anesthesiologist telling Hawkeye who he just kicked out of the operating room. And it ends with Melee giving Hawkeye the card for the N E I can't say it as quickly as they do.
2: Yeah, the N.E.H.W.H.
1: It's a mouthful.
2: It is a mouthful.
1: I do appreciate a good acronym, though.
2: <laughs> yes, well, but I, I, going back to, I guess we should start in the in the beginning. I like the way he refers okay, to, good place to. Start. Uh, well, he <laughs> refers to it as uh, the little store here. Um, I don't know how many people refer to hospitals as stores, but um, okay. And Colonel Merrill is the is the proprietor.
1: Colonel Merrill, which this is a movie, but I know. And we're going to see, it's spelled the same way as one of my best friends from high school's first name. So, hi, Meryl, if you're listening, you're probably not. I don't think MASH was your jam, but... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I just do a plug for her show, because she actually does something for Adult Swim now. Does she really? Wait, she's the one that
0: went to the Emmys? No, no.
1: That was Natalie Savitz. I can't remember what show she's involved with, but yeah, she did get to go to the Emmys, and it was pretty amazing.
0: So if it's Adult Swim, is it animated or is it live action?
1: It's something about, like, metal music. And I'm really sorry. <gasps> Apparently Emily knows two Meryls that are- so- Oh Wait. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Is it a car- Laura is the one who works for Adult Swim. Her twin sister Meryl is who I was thinking of. They're both awesome. Laura Sterrett <laughs> is the writer-producer for Adult Swim. Metal Swim 2 is out. 15 new exclusive tracks from all kinds of metal musicians to stream for free.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Except I know nothing about metal music, so <laughs> I just have, I'm just going with she's a very cool person, so I'm assuming she also has good taste in the musical genre that she has chosen to focus on.
0: Cause at first I was like, wait, Deathlock? But like, that was like mid 2000s, so it's like, that can't be it.
1: Yeah, we were, we were not whittle babies, but we were not being given money by <laughs> television channels in the 2000s. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I just looked down One of her tweets is At the vet with a friend, putting her dog down And I never knew the worst music you could hear While your animal is dying is 90s alternative radio hits
2: Oh, And then the next
1: tweet is Black Hole Sun is extremely unhelpful
2: <laughs> Oh <laughs> Yes That's
0: a little too too real <laughs> 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 Too many feels In that moment, right? Just...
2: <laughs> you yep.
1: So anyway back to the movie <laughs> back, Mas- to bash. back to
2: Mash. back to mash
1: which black we're, we're gonna talk about music and mash but black hole sun will not be a part of it so yes i like this little i get why he and me were friends like they both have the same weird sense of humor where he's like and who are you even though i know exactly
0: who you are <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then they just fall right into it. And so Trapper Trapper is uh, Dr. Jekyll and, and Hawkeye is Mr. Hyde.
0: He does that great out- eyebrow
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from behind the mask. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a very well shot scene. Like, you can tell exactly who is feeling what mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it, I, I have a thing like, oh, he's smiling under his mask. And it's like, you just can tell.
2: Well, yeah, so it's, yeah, there's, there's so much going on in, and, and it's not just here, a lot of these operating sequences, and it, it's done so well because as there's this, the playful back and forth of who are you? I'm Dr. Jekyll and, and the kidding around stuff, then there's also like, there's an operation going on and they're asking for, you know, asking nurses for different utensils or, uh, you know, um, not utensils, the things they use for certain <laughs>
1: Instruments. <laughs> instruments. <laughs>
2: instruments, yes, instruments. Um, so that is going on and they're acting as if they are performing surgery and they're paying attention to the patient while having the, the back and forth and the pitter-patter, the patter amongst themselves between the doctors. So that's all going on. And it's all acting from behind a mask yeah. um, that's covering their mouth and their nose. But you can see, yeah, the, the facial expressions, it's in the eyes. You can kind of see what's going on. And obviously, um, if Hawkeye doesn't realize it yet, the the gas passer certainly knows who he is.
1: I like that he made a joke when Melee asked him who he was, like, even though he didn't know this was someone he knew, just a random gas passer. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have a little fun with this. I'm Dr. Jekyll, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you don't think he's, I guess he realizes it's the, the next line.
1: Yeah. 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 He, he really because you get that great, like, look under his arms, like, excuse me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Yeah. So, now I don't know if they ever, if this is officially stated, but he's there because someone knew him. Did Hawkeye just assume like, oh, naturally, we're the best surgeons in this hemisphere. (laughs) So, of course, they're going to call for us to fix the Congressman's son. Did he not figure out there must be a personal connection somewhere and that's why they brought him in?
1: I think this is a coincidence because Trapper is the one who is requested to go to Japan for the surgery and he brings along Hawkeye. And this happens a couple of times in the shows, too, where people will run into people from back home.
0: I think, sorry, I, think I lost only- two. Uh, yeah, I think I lost. Was- oh, uh-huh. yeah.
1: Oh. All right. Take we're two. All, we're all back. OK. Marry him together. No big deal.
2: These things happen.
1: Exactly. Um, so what was the last thing you remember talking about? Because Sean was saying that Hawkeye was the one called to Japan, and he actually wasn't.
0: It was Trapper.
2: Oh, it was Trapper. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was saying that did... Well, yeah, I was uh, presuming that they were called because someone because of this personal connection. And then in Tierney, you were saying, no, this is just a complete coincidence that someone happens to know Hawkeye here. And
1: and in the book, it's also a complete coincidence, but it's even more like, what are the freaking odds? But (laughs) I try and keep in mind that if you were from a small area of Maine and you get the whole backstory. I mean, this little one sentence that Trapper says is like half a chapter of the book Mm -hmm. of Melee Marston and his history with Hawkeye Pierce, and it's that Milay's from, like, the next town over. But still, small town, rural Maine. Obviously, it grew up going to, like, rival high schools and known each other for decades. If you both became doctors, you'd know each other. It feels like this is a weird coincidence that was just for the writers, but actually, no, that makes sense. <laughs> like,
2: Yeah, it would seem within this world that the doctors would... Would know each other and then mm-hmm. being called into service, you'd run into people. Now, the chances that you run into one specific person are probably pretty low, but that you might run into somebody that you know. Yeah. Within that field. He's not just walking down the street in Tokyo. He's in the operating theater.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: And he probably knows a lot of other doctors and gas passers and, and, and such. So.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I like the idea that Hawkeye knew Miley was in Japan and like figured, oh, I'll never run into him because he's not in Korea. But mm-hmm. when uh, Hawkeye says, did I ever tell you about my friend Melee Marston, Trapper's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you told me. We, we've already established in this movie that Hawkeye tells stories from back home constantly, much to the annoyance of his tent mates. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. so it would make sense if he's like, oh, yeah, no, I know a guy who's over here, too, but I'm not sure exactly where. He's got this crazy nickname. Ha ha ha. His crazy... <laughs> So inappropriate (laughs) (laughs)
2: nickname. When I wonder. so is, do you think, is that the actual story of the nickname or is this something that Trapper is, I'm I'm sure Trapper has picked up that he, that Hawkeye is mentioning this name for a reason that that is, you know, they are in the presence of Melee Marston. And is this something that Trapper is kind of making up on the spot to kind of poke fun at, maybe get Trapper in trouble with his friend? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that's it? That's too much of a story to come up on the spot.
1: Kirsten was playing the numbers game. (laughs) And it is sort of a, yeah,
2: how else do you, unless he was like stationed in Mille, which I'm not even sure if it's pronounced that way. Miley or Miley. I
1: think it is Miley, but I also don't think anyone would have known that in nineteen fifty one. I don't think yeah, anyone, yeah. oh my god. I don't think any New Englanders would have, that. <laughs> would have known
2: that. So this is yeah, so this is a story that Hawkeye has, has told Trapper and, and Trapper remembers it and then and uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Marston is is the is passing gas on the congressman's side. <laughs> and this is really interesting. I, I, I don't know if you if this was all part of like a plan, but I like that I've got these minutes with, with Marston, who is played by Michael Murphy, who had not done a, a ton of things before Mash in terms of his IMDb listings, but in, in terms of stuff he, he did after, there's a lot, including he was the mayor in Batman Returns in 1992. So, uh, connection mm. to, uh, to another Movies by Minutes podcast there.
1: I saw in the trivia section for Michael Murphy that other than Tommy Lee Jones, he is the only person to appear in a live-action DC movie and a live-action Marvel movie. Mm. Because he was in that and he was something in X-Men Last Stand. I didn't... Look further, then he was in it. <laughs> Michael Murphy was at the tribute to Robert Altman night that I went to at Boston University when I first started working there, and it was him, Renee Auberjonois, Sally Kellerman, Elliot Gould, Catherine Altman, the person who'd written the oral biography that was the excuse for getting everyone together, <laughs> and then they screened *Mash* on the big screen. And so there was a panel of about 10 people that were all talking. You could tell Michael Murphy absolutely adored Catherine Altman, really respected her, you know, had some great stories about filming and working with Robert Altman and how wonderful he was. And, you know, just the greatest guy. What a friend. And then they broke up the panel, said, all right, cool, you know, signed books are for sale in the lobby sort of thing. Everyone went out, got to meet Elliot Gould, got to meet Sally Kellerman. It was really exciting. (laughs) But what I've never forgotten is that that night I fell in love with Mike Murphy because as Elliot Gould is getting, you know, whisked off to a bar and Sally Kellerman's car is waiting for her, he said, "You know, I haven't seen MASH in forever, especially on the big screen." And he came back in and s- sat and watched MASH with us in the, wow. uh, you know, in this little auditorium in Boston University. And it and like bought popcorn in the like because it was like <laughs> you, they had drinks and popcorn in the lobby. And like got know. some and just sat there and was like, "This is a pretty good movie." <laughs>
2: Stars, they're just like us. They watch movies.
1: My heart grew three sizes that day. It was the coolest thing. And it was one of those things where, you know, the auditorium was maybe not sold out, but very full, obviously, for the Mm -hmm. talk. And then, like, more than half those people did not come back in for the movie. Like, they were there to see the stars and to hear them talk about Robert Altman. And then as soon as they left, so did most of the people in the audience. Hmm. Whereas I'm the nerd there, like I'm gonna get to see Bash on a big screen, and so was he. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he just was really sweet about it <laughs> and Aww. so. I really have a soft spot for him. <laughs> nice. He's an awesome guy, and I do like you know. This is uh, we could get into a whole thing that I feel <laughs> like people have probably written thesis theses on, which is the cultural appropriation of Americans after during the Vietnam War, having the nickname Milay because you used to walk up to girls and say Mele Yule. Is some real me love you long time BS. But it predates that, so it's kind of like, oh, it's an earlier generation's BS. So guys have always thought this was funny.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's an, <laughs> an earlier generation of racism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which does not make it any better. No. No, now, not at all.
1: I also love that this would imply some kid was running around Maine making this joke in, like, <laughs> the 40s. <laughs> yeah. What is the Marston family background that he would be able to make this joke? <laughs> but I, I do appreciate, in a weird way, as stupid as it is, I like the, what, he'd score one out of 50 times? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that one time he's real happy and... Megan, it reminded me of a certain story from a certain stand-up comedian that we both love.
0: Uh, with a pajama
1: Talking about his mother and Bill Clinton. <gasps> yes. And how Clinton would stand outside the library as it was closing and go up to girls and go, Hey, can I walk you home? And most of them said no, but someone said yes, yes. every night.
0: <laughs> yeah. And his mom said, yes one time yes. right that's part of the yes. story yeah
1: <laughs> that's why his dad hates Clinton
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> okay but, but there's more thing- to the story than that but that's kind of the yeah that's the beginning part of the story is
1: there, <laughs> is there more to that story than that
0: <laughs> Well yeah, because he's actually
1: there is Okay, yeah. I was
0: gonna say there's that great punchline at the end, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, there's definitely more to the whole story. <laughs> yeah. But yes, the it it definitely reminded me of that story That's of him true. just like every girl go up and be like, hey, like and eventually someone will say yes. Exactly. Oh man. And I do love how single minded Trapper is. Like, can we talk
0: about golf? <laughs>
2: Let's get on to something that interests me Does your friend play golf?
0: Does your friend play golf? I have no time for golf (laughs)
1: Let me tell you instead Let me tell you
0: why I don't have time for golf
1: (laughs) So, who wants to explain? (laughs) (laughs) Melee's night job.
2: <laughs> well, so when he is not passing gas in this hospital, he is moonlighting down at Dr. Yamachi's New Era Hospital in Whorehouse, which is uh, sort of a, a, a clever idea. And there's a little bit of ser- uh, synergy there.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dr. Yamachi is actually a genius.
2: <laughs> yeah, in a way. Yeah, so yeah. They, they entertain people on one side of the building and they are... Sort of a you know a hospital, hospital for, for children on the other <laughs> for little for kids hospital for kids yeah I was gonna make a <laughs> comment that you know some of the ailments you may acquire at a whorehouse it'd be useful to have a, you know a doctor on hand to write a prescription for penicillin yeah but, yeah but given that he's saying it's a hospital for kids I'm hoping none of the kids are contracting anything over on the other side and not having anything to do with the other side of the house.
1: Yeah. Um, I, one would hope that there's, this is a duplex sort of situation. Yeah. There's
0: separate entrances. The and two
1: yeah. yeah. But maybe there's like a door in the middle that like, well, we're gonna see someone can go between. <laughs> I, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, it is a hospital for kids, but I'm sure certain adults need certain things that certain doctors could help with.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, certain things They're, I guess, occupational hazards Of certain lines of work (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's good to have Healthcare on on site
1: Exactly That's actually probably a very good selling point And it's (laughs) Okay, so we're so going to So I think to when, when they're
2: hiring, like, as part of the interview process, do they lay out, like, here's the benefits,
1: <laughs> here's, benefit. here's the health plan? We know you have your choice of whorehouses to work in, and we hope you'll choose us.
2: <laughs> like you said, uh, uh, Dr. Yamachi is very... He's a very, very forward-thinking gentleman.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'm... We're being very glib, but we're going to see it. Spoilers. And it seems like a Clean, legitimate place. Like he calls it a whorehouse, but it's it's a true house. It isn't some like rinky dink operation.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not sketchy in the sense of it's in the wrong part of town and you know, it's like held together by god knows what and Yeah, no,
1: this is a non sketchy whorehouse. Yes. (laughs) And so I like the idea that, like, no, they are taking care of, the, you know, they're keeping track of things, they're making sure people are... Th- the fact that it's uh, run by a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a good sign, who had the foresight to be like, hey...
0: If people are going to do it, might as well make some money off it and help some kids, I guess. Yeah? Yeah? It's It's for a good cause. Right. It's less problematic, question mark. Less problematic is the
1: key phrase (laughs) Yeah. Less less
2: problematic.
1: It is less problematic because... We could get into a whole debate on, like, Amsterdam and other places that oh, have legalized yeah. prostitution and the difference between legalized sex work versus illegal sex work and the benefits or with
0: Lack drawbacks to, yeah.
1: yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Look, you don't need to listen to a Movies by Minute podcast <laughs> to get that information. If you're curious about the studies that have been done on the benefits of legalizing sex work so that it can be done in a medically and physically safe manner, you know what? You've got the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Dear listener, <laughs> I'm sure you can handle that yourself.
0: PubMed's <laughs> amazing. You know,
1: it's good. Just know that that's where I'm coming from as I'm like, oh, yes, this whorehouse. Like mm-hmm. we're going to see, it is clean. It seems legit. It's the less problematic.
2: <laughs> if you'd like to learn more, visit your local library.
1: <laughs>
0: yes,
2: <laughs> but
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> this is the only time Megan is okay with people googling sex work on the library computer. I mean,
0: well, I mean, well, that could get to a whole other debate about whether your library censors your internet usage, and you know, um, mm-hmm. not all do. Some do. Says the lady who has to deal with somebody who's looking at porn on our computers and other people is making other people... in one day! Seriously, and it's making other people uncomfortable. So that's where, like, in our policy, that's where the issue is, is that there's other people uncomfortable with what they're viewing. Which, to be fair, yeah. So, uh, because I don't know, I don't go to the public library to jack off, right? Like... (laughs) Or smoke pot, because we've dealt with that, too. Like, really? Do your thing at home. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, in yeah. these
2: days, it's... Kids you have You can't phones. smoke anywhere in public.
0: No, you can't vape in New Hampshire, either, because we haven't... I mean, like in a public building, you can't vape, mm-hmm. I should say. You can obviously vape outside, go go gangbusters, outside. but like, yeah.
2: But it's not like they're thinking, oh, I can blend in. I assume <laughs> you're talking about people like inside the building. It's not like yes. they're, they're like thinking, oh, I'll blend in with the cigarette smokers and people won't know that I'm not smoking tobacco, but it's no one smoking tobacco. <laughs> one, that's you know, the, the rates of smoking have gone down through the, you know, health initiatives through the past few decades. So not that many people smoke. And yeah, you can't smoke in any public building buildings pretty much anywhere. I don't know if you can it's been a while since I've been to Las Vegas. That's probably the last place (laughs) the last public building where you can smoke is inside a the smoking section of a casino. I
1: know at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut you could smoke in part of the building, but not most of it. Because mm-hmm. there were rooms where you were allowed to smoke,
0: right. but is that but is that different though? Because that's tribal land and not. Oh, maybe it's different. Like it's private, and you know, right. it's like but bag But that's still, a yeah. casino.
2: Right, even yeah. in a casino, yeah. which, there were
0: still places. Even that was in like, a Don't casino, it.
1: it was not free reign.
2: <laughs> right. So right. certainly, it's not going to be allowed in the library.
0: No, and they were doing it in the stairwell too, which I was like, really guys? Like
2: You people should know this.
0: And I'm allergic to pot, so I could smell it from like a mile away and you pick the wrong shift if like, I
2: try this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the weather's so nice. Like it's not even it's not even like February and it's a blizzard outside. It's nice fall weather, it's cool but it's not too cold. It's not raining. Go so just,
0: for that. you know,
2: go outside.
0: Go outside.
2: Hide behind a bush and then at least it's not the librarians issue they have to deal with. Let yeah. someone else worry about it.
1: The librarian it. who is a natural narc.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, mm, I think I smell pot. I'm going to have somebody else's verify that for me because I don't want to get too close to it. And I was like, yep, yep. Go outside, kids.
1: So we won't be smoking pot in solidarity with characters later in
0: this film? No, I mean, you could.
1: Sometimes we drink in solidarity, but we won't be doing that. I'll just be
0: watching in solidarity.
1: It's also not legal where you are. That makes the difference.
2: If we're in a state where it's legal and we do it in solidarity with characters in the movie, we're going to be doing it in the privacy of our own homes and not in a public building. Yes. Yes. We're also not podcasting from the library computer, which I imagine people have done that as well. Probably. (laughs) Which is not as bad as looking at pornography or smoking marijuana, but still rude. (laughs)
1: Um. (laughs) What's your vice? Podcasting, man. Podcasting.
2: It is, uh, you know. It's hard to quit. It's a gateway to more podcasting.
1: You would know because that is a beautiful (laughs) opportunity to ask you, where you podcast? (laughs) Sorry. Did you have more to say about this specific minute?
2: Well, because we wrap up. So we... We flash to outside, I guess, following the the operation, mm-hmm. and Marston is handing a card to Hawkeye, and he says, it's the NEHWH, come on down, and we'll get something going for you. So, which side of the house is he talking about? Oh.
1: I think next minute we'll get And an I think we'll, we'll see later
2: which side of the house and, and what, what he means about what what kind of something he's going to get going for, uh, for his old pal <laughs> Hawkeye there. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was a funny line. And it's, you know, if you're watching a movie, if you're watching this as it was intended, it kind of goes by quickly. And then you immediately w- we're going to kind of see where it goes. But um, <laughs> It, it it it's a nice little break in this movies by minute format. Like it's right at the end of the minute, and so we have time to think about it and go, mm-hmm. what kind of something we know this. You know, there's two things that this establishment provides. And they're both of interest to Hawkeye. <laughs> he, you know, so he may be, you know, so either one may catch his fancy depending on his mood. So we'll just have to wait and see just what uh, what Mele has set up for his little pal Hawkeye. But that was it. That's all I wanted to say.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's a beautiful observation for the end of our minute. <laughs>
2: Oh, and so you were asking, um, so where do I podcast? So Movies by Minutes, I've done a couple movies. I did uh, Spinal Tap Minute, where we talked about this is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time. And that was with Heidi Bennett. And uh, I also did Groundhog Minute, where I talked about the movie Groundhog Day, one minute at a time. And that was with my pal Dave Palace. And those are both, those are completed. You don't have to worry about, you can, you can binge it. You won't have to wait for the next episode. They're all up at uh, SpinalTapMinute.com and Groundhog. Minute.com.
1: And you are also the keeper of the holidays in our little community.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um it it somehow I got roped into this. I don't ordinarily think of myself as a big, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, winter holiday, although I do love turkey. I will say it's probably <laughs> one of my favorite delicious. meals. Uh, is a good turkey dinner. But uh, yeah, so the last few years, I've been doing uh, some holiday specials. It started with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. And that was with our friends Pete Mummert and Christopher Dennis DeGuardia. And it was Christopher Dennis who realized that with a little help of the advent calendar, you could identify precisely which days of December all the action in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Occurs. And he also noticed that uh, the movie, which was released in 1989, uh, the calendar happened to sync up with 2017. So, for example, uh, the action that happened on a Friday in the movie that day in December would also be a Friday, in 2017, so we covered that is Nash-
1: beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was wonderful synchronicity there. So we covered National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation one day at a time, following along the days in the movie. And then uh, the following year, I did uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobile Days, and that movie occurs in three days leading up to Thanksgiving. And then I followed that up with uh, Scrooge by the Ghost, where we didn't go by the day, but we broke it down by it's all uh, one
1: day. <laughs>
2: Because it's, yeah, it's all or one close. day, but, or I think that is actually two or three days. Two but or
1: three, but still. We
2: broke it down. We've got, you've got Marley and then the three ghosts of Christmas past, present, and Christmas is yet to come. And where you can find all oh, that, it's a great segue because now I can plug my new podcast.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
2: All three of those previously, those previous holiday specials were uh, recently reposted or in the process of being reposted on uh, the feed for my new podcast, The Next Scene. And you can find that at nextscenepod.com. And what the next scene will be is uh, me and my brother, Brian, kind of talking about movies and TV shows and general pop culture stuff uh, one scene at a time. So rather than going through an entire movie minute by minute, like the folks are doing here, we're just going to pick out our favorite scene from our favorite movies and just talk about that one scene. Um, but we're still going to do the holiday specials. Uh, so I started that off with, I reposted the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Scrooge, and then uh, for Thanksgiving this year we did Home for the Holidays. Or sorry, Home Alone for the holidays, <laughs> where we talked about Home Alone and broke up that movie into six parts, and then followed that up with The Muppets Christmas Carol, and also doing that by the Ghost the same way we did in Scrooged.
1: No, Karen Allen, I had zero. In. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to bring Karen Allen back next year. But yeah, no, uh, no Karen Allen in the holiday movies this year. But still some some good action and some good holiday cheer.
1: Karen Allen will eventually be appearing on my other podcast. Just... Not quite yet, because I have some seasons lined up, but I'm going to start doing kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. You keep talking about the holidays, and I've decided to focus on summer movies, so there hasn't been anything out yet, but there's going to be a podcast called VCR Privileges, and each season will be a different summer movie. So the first one in 2020 is going to be A League of Their Own with me and Rachel Mummert. Oh, cool. That is forthcoming. Uh, when it is much warmer again and <laughs> there is hope again. No offense to the baseball team still playing baseball, mm. but I don't really care about them.
2: Well, <laughs> let me know when you get around to summer school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I loved that movie. Yeah, there are just a lot of really, like, stuck-in-my-cross summer movies from my childhood. And Mm -hmm. The Sandlot will certainly be in there, I'm sure. Oh, sure. So, we'll we'll see. Karen Allen has to be in my life in some way, (laughs) or manner. But this... Yeah, we got we got no ladies this minute. Well, no, we have the nurse. It's Mash, there's always a nurse, right? <laughs> there's always, always a nurse. A nurse. All right. Well, There's always a nurse. We will stop plugging other shows. And I will just plug mashminute.com, which is where you can find links to our social media, past episodes, guest bios, all that fun stuff. Does that sound
0: good? Sounds
2: good. Sounds great.